Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to The Image Show on 98.3 The Vibe, Des Moines, and we've got uh, a very special guest that's going to join us this morning. Uh, today is Sunday, March 24th, and you wouldn't believe uh, one of the... well. We actually have named an award to give him, and it's called the Master of Disaster for DMI Wheels of Steel, and it is the famous Wes Hall. Uh, Wes, it's a very big privilege and honor to have you on our show. The Master of Disaster (laughs) on the Wheels of Steel. (laughs) Bobby, it's, it's great to be with you, man. Thank you. Okay, so we want to start off with, uh, we know that you you were successful in Des Moines, Iowa, then you moved out, uh, first of all, to Nebraska, uh, was it? Yeah, moved to, well, actually, prior to that, I had moved down to uh, Norfolk, Virginia, where okay. I had worked on 103 Jams, WOWI, uh, then to Windsor, North Carolina, did some work with the radio station, WURB, and then I moved out to San Francisco for a while and worked on, in the Bay Area at KDIA 1310, KDIA did morning drive out there, uh, came back to Des Moines, subsequently moved to Omaha, Nebraska for a while before okay. landing here in Los Angeles. Okay, and that's where I kind of lost track. Uh, I know that you were in Nebraska, and then all of a sudden I see you made it big time in Los Angeles. And when I say big time, I mean I seen actually you receiving an award courtside at the Clippers game. And, I, yeah. I mean, it, that really uh, <laughs> that, that really touched my, my, my spirit, man, because I, I heard your show, and then I heard you know how positive you were talking, and it, everything just kind of fit and so uh, I'm just thankful that you were able to you know take the time to come join us yeah uh, God is uh, still in the blessing business so I'd l- I like to take all the credit myself but uh, I serve a faithful God so things have been good praise God and now Wes can you tell us so uh, what exactly do you do I mean um, uh, for, for those who don't know, we're listening to Wes Hall, ladies and gentlemen. He uh, was a Des Moines, Iowa, uh, all-time favorite for uh, having DJs and parties and, you know, just really playing the right type of music for the right type of fit. And so, uh, Holly or uh, Wes Hall, you made it, <laughs> you made it, uh, you know, you made it to the top. I mean, how does it yeah. feel? Yeah, uh, I heard you almost reference Hollywood. That is my main man. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you know, and so you know, I'm flattered uh, that, that I could be in the same voice. You know, with, with DJ Hollywood, that is my definite man. Right. Uh, my, my brother, my brother from another mother. Right. Uh, yeah, man. It's uh, you know, out here in Los Angeles, it's a different world, and you really have to be on your game to compete out here in Los Angeles. So the hats I wear, which are a few in this uh, market, one is as an educational consultant for the Los Angeles Unified School District. I currently head the Young Men of Color Initiative for the district. Uh, we are the second largest district in the country, boasting uh, 720,000 students, approximately about 30,000 teachers. So it's a huge uh, market here in L.A. Amazing. And also, as you 
I also, as you uh, stated, host a, um, a weekly uh, radio show called the You Are the Money Radio Show, and so where I interview some of the top celebrities along with individuals who are using their gifts and talents to attract wealth. And then finally, um, you know, as an author, I've written about five books now, and so I travel around as a keynote speaker, speaking on the oh, subject of amazing. mentoring and empowerment and talking about my books uh, along the way as well. That is beautiful, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. encouraging. That's a testimony yeah. and you know, it's inspiring because I actually walked, or I watched you walk uh, kind of through those steps and avenues and saw everything that it took to get you to where you're at. And so now Wes, can you tell us for those that want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? For those that may want to donate uh, to your program, for those that just want to tune in and learn more about what you're doing, uh, can, first of all, can you tell us a little more information? Uh, how would we get in touch with you? And then uh, what is your program that you're doing, particularly as it relates to radio uh, about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, folks can jump online and check out my website at www.westhall217.com. That's westhall, W-E-S. H-A-L-L 217.com and they can, my website will bring them up to date. That's that's for my work with uh, with the school district and some of the things I uh, do around the country pertaining, pertaining to education. Um, also, just for the radio show, they can go to acceleratedradio.net, which is A-C-C-E-L-E-R-A-T-D-T-E-D, acceleratedradio.net, and they can find information about the radio show. You know, basically, my whole deal, Bobby, has been how do you use your natural gifts and talents to attract wealth? Um, I've been on this for you know over 20 years now. When I wrote my first book, You Are the Money, uh, it was all about self-development equals wealth development. It's not about chasing after money. It's about becoming the wealth yourself. When we came here, we're already the money. If people understood that one basic fact, if you want to make a million dollars, you have to become worth not personally, because you already have personal value, but your mm-hmm. professional value has to be equivalent to the money you want to attract. So on the radio show, I've been blessed enough to have uh, uh, actor and director Bill Duke, Charlie Wilson, Eric Benet, Layla Hathaway, uh, 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 Kim Whitley, and et cetera, who have come on my show, individuals who have used their natural gifts and talents to actually attract the wealth. And so what I believe and what I've been doing with my career is I've been constantly accumulating information, as Mm. much information as I can possibly download. And then I exchange that information for cash, Mm. whether it's through a Mm. keynote conversation, whether it's through professional development training I do for teachers, whether it's for student empowerment, whether it's on the airwaves. So as a result of that, I have now amassed enough information and power to where now I can attract my monetary equivalent, the money I want to attract, the life I want to attract living here in Los Angeles, competing is based on my professional development and how I use that in the marketplace to now uh, attract wealth. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, Man, that's a mouthful. I mean, Wes, (laughs) I am so proud to be able to, you know, be able to hear you say something like this, because I mean, these goals and stuff that you've accomplished and what you're doing uh, now, you have something coming in Des Moines, Iowa. I don't know exactly what it is. I read something on it. And can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, we do an annual conference uh, for young men of color in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, We're into our third year and uh, we're partnering 
with Grandview College. And um, we're still looking at setting the date because there's a couple things we want to do. One of which is we want to continue with the conference series, but we also want to do a summit for young men. Um, out here in Los Angeles, one of the critical things we do is we offer, we just uh, completed our seventh annual Young Men of Color here in Los Angeles. Had about 400 young men, uh, 60 men from the community in all walks, uh, community leaders, clergy, professional uh, uh, judges, uh, police officers, et cetera. And we're really all about, Bobby, really empowering and building young men. We understand that in order to really get the community uh, built up, the culture to really be vibrant, uh, for men to finally marry women and have and, and, and produce uh, powerful children, that we have to start with the boys. And so we're really about empowering young men. And so coming back into Des Moines, uh, one thing people have to realize about uh, Des Moines, Bobby, is we are strategically positioned in the country as the number one and first caucuses that happened during the election season. So one of the things about in terms of keeping close to my hometown is understanding how viable we are across the country and around the world. Little Des Moines, Iowa has that type of power. So our Young Men of Color Conference in Des Moines, our, our summit, the banquet, the things that we're doing, we're, uh, the date is TBD to be determined. It's coming up here uh, either over the summer or early fall, and I'll be coming back into my city uh, to, do, to empower some of the young men back there in Des Moines, Iowa. Now, the story was that you left on this journey. Uh, they never. They said that you could never make it in Los Angeles before you took this job. <laughs> I heard you saying this in your show, and so that was one of the things that stuck in my mind. So, you know, tell us a little bit about that. Now, you said that uh, they told you that you'd never make it, and you well, went mm-hmm. out to Los Angeles based on faith. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, that faith was about the size of a mustard seed. It sounded mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. and uh, we see the prosperity. So can you uh, take us down that real quick? Yeah, uh, you know, when I first came to Los Angeles, I didn't know anyone. I actually had six weeks, a condo that I was able to use for six weeks, and it ended up that the condo got extended, and I was able to stay there for actually two months. And so didn't know anyone, didn't have any contacts uh, here in Los Angeles. And I was tenured in terms of in the Omaha market. I was very well-known, very plugged in. Uh, Susie Buffett, as a matter of fact, had partnered with me and my organization, gave us about $100,000 for a program that we were doing in the Omaha public school system uh, called Sag into Suits. And so, um, you know, was very successful in Omaha, very well-known. But um, one day, you know, the father just said, it's time, you know, I need to be in L.A. And and I answered the call. You know, people around me were like, what are you doing? You're tenured here. How are you going to give all this up and move to Los Angeles? I said, that's where I'm supposed to be. So packed up all my things, sold all of my furniture, and headed to Los Angeles. And uh, the first month or two were difficult. I did not realize, uh, and if you haven't been out here in L.A., you don't oh, realize yeah. how huge. L.A. is a huge market. And so, I mean, more so, especially growing up in Des Moines, Iowa, where we can literally walk from the west side to the east side, you right. know. And so to come come to a market to where it's this huge, and people generally stay, if you're in Compton, you pretty much stay in Compton. If you're in Inglewood, you stay in Inglewood and et cetera. You know, L.A., downtown, uh, North Hollywood, Hollywood, et cetera. So it was very spread out. I ended up 
uh, reaching out to the superintendent of um, Los Angeles Unified School District, Dr. Uh, John Daisy, who had just left. Listen to this. He had just left Omaha, Nebraska, meeting with our superintendent, unbeknownst to me. So when I requested a meeting, John Daisy from L.A. called John McHale from Omaha, Nebraska. John from Omaha said, oh, Wes is, is a great guy. So I ended up spending a half a day with Dr. Daisy out here in L.A., man, and the rest, as they say, is history. So here it is seven years later. I'm still in the market. As you said, I received the um, Community Heroes Award wow. from the Los Angeles Clipper organization for the extensive work that I've been doing out here in Los Angeles with our young men of color. So that's, uh, in that. a nutshell, that's the story. I, mean, I can give you I mean, a clap <laughs> right here in the studio because, man, you deserve a a nationwide, worldwide uh, attention for that type of award. I mean, you know, that's a success story coming out of Des Moines, Iowa. And those are the type of stories that the Image Program, and let me just take you back a little bit, Wes. So I started, uh, got out of, uh, I think the last time I saw you, I was just finishing up, uh, I just came back from the Timberwolves uh, training Mm -hmm. camp and and went overseas Mm -hmm. somewhere, and then uh, landed back in Des Moines, uh, decided to revert back to my old ways, landed Mm -hmm. in prison, uh, went for possession with intent to deliver cocaine, crack cocaine, and... Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, landed in prison, uh, did 11 consecutive years. And wow. yeah, and I'll tell you, Wes, uh, I will never, you know, I mean, that experience, it was humiliating. Ultimately, mm-hmm. it was life changing. And mm-hmm. I will never uh, in my life uh, put myself in that position, uh, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, to have to, you know, face anything like that unnecessarily. Right. I mean, uh that was where I really discovered a lot of self-identity and Mm -hmm. that's where I started the image program and image Mm -hmm. image stands for inmate movement against gang evolution. Uh, it's, Mm. it's been highly publicized here in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, has got a lot Mm -hmm. of uh, attention exposure. Uh, and so Mm -hmm. what, what we're looking to do is continue to uh, keep the radio show going, keep the programs going. We've got rap session. You know, this mm-hmm. right here is like an addition of our rap session. And mm-hmm. I mean, hearing someone like you, I'll tell you, I, I spoke with Fred Hoiberg. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. him. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. I seen him yesterday at the practice uh, of mm-hmm. the, uh, at the NCAA tournament, the shoot around. And uh-huh. we had a chance to talk. Now, the last time, that I had seen Fred was back in Hawaii when we played Iowa State. They came out there. They did a little interview on us, and, you know, we were pretty much distanced. But, you know, he gave me four tickets to the uh, NCAA tournament, took pictures with my daughter, and, you know, gave me his number, said he'd come on the Image Show. You know, hearing stories like his, yours, I mean, those are success stories. Those are what we want to hear. That's what we want to feed the community. You know, we want to make sure that people are, are turning negatives into positives. Positives and right. you know, keeping a, a spiritual aspect about their thoughts and, yep. and realize that every move is a calculated step. That's right. I like that. I like you know, you know, Bobby. When I hear stories like yours, uh, what the beauty is is people have to realize that uh, a lot of people walk around and they haven't had those type of challenges and that degree of adversity, and they're still underperforming in many ways. So a lot of people, although not physically in prison, 
are actually imprisoned in their thought. And so here it is, one of the great glowing examples that I could give you. I, I wish I had my button at the uh, radio station so I could give you uh, uh, an applause. Because what I look at like that is term, in terms of when I see people out here in Los Angeles, when I travel all over the country, and I hear people who have overcome enormous amounts of adversity and don't wear it as something that keeps me down, but use it as something to elevate others. So Amen. your story is so profound and such a ray of light because you you overcame it and you're not hiding and running from it. Right. You know, you're keeping it. Hey, this happened. This is real. And um, I overcame it. So you should be really in that space, an elevated light. This is really the stories I look for. That story you just gave right there. Amen. Because it, it, it says just to the average listener that you can truly overcome anything and become that uh, ray of light to someone out there who is lost in darkness. So, man, congratulations on overcoming that obstacle uh, and, and still moving forward and pressing on to be your best you can be. Thanks, Wes. I appreciate that, man. Coming from you, you know, that's a heck of an honor. So, I, I thank again, thank you for that. And now we're going to go to a quick commercial. We'll be back. Ladies and gentlemen, for those who have just joined us, we are speaking with Wes Hall, uh, the Des Moines, Iowa legend for uh, DJing all over uh, central Des Moines. And we are listening to his story, how he uh, continued to move up the elevator. He is now in Los Angeles doing a variety of different things. So we'll be back with Wes Hall after these messages. And we're back on 98.3 The Vibe. You're tuned into The Image Show. This is Robert Pate, and we have Wes Hall with us by telephone. He's in Los Angeles, California. Wes, how's it going out there? Man, it's going good out here in L.A. The sun is shining even more so. I'm having a great time having a conversation with you, Bobby, and I certainly appreciate you having me on the show today. Oh, no problem. So, Wes, uh, we want to talk a little bit more now about, okay, so... You've started out in Des Moines, Iowa as a DJ. Uh, you've traveled the different states. Uh, you've moved up to the top. You're in Los Angeles, California now. Uh, you're involved in education, uh, radio, and, I mean, a number of different things. So tell us, you've done all this. What's next for West Hall? Yeah, you know, first of all, i got to also say, you know, I have sisters and brothers. I have siblings still there in Des Moines. My mom is still in Des Moines. So I have still very close ties. Some of my, some of my closest homies, you know, Larry Parker, Rick Galbraith, you know, um, you know, are still there. You know, Red Man, my, my, my folks back in uh, the DMI, you know, are still there. And so I still have some great ties uh, to Des Moines, uh, great friendships. But you know what, Bobby, when you take a look at um, what the world needs now, so to speak, right? Yeah. How do you have um, how do you have a global influence? You know, when you start talking about leaving what people consider a small city like Des Moines, Iowa, me, what people don't realize is Des Moines educationally, and people and, and those in Des Moines need to really hear this. Oh, yeah. The people that are in, in Des Moines, that went through the education system in Des Moines, we are leaps and bounds ahead of the nation. I believe the Iowa sure. SAT was something early on that we, you know, we celebrated. Iowans are very educated people, and I've been able to use that in my transition and evolution across the country, so uh-huh. all Iowans should understand that. Uh, but now, I've, so I've been local, regional, national, in the second largest market here in Los Angeles, only one bigger, which is New York. But recently, I got an invitation 
to come and speak to, in India on the issue of trauma and our wow. students. And huh. so now what I'm looking at is how do you have a global presence? You know, how do you go into the markets of London and China and India and et cetera all over the world and spread the message of empowerment that all things are indeed possible if, in fact, you believe they are. I mean, look at your story alone. You, in America and in the world, you can position yourself just based on the strength of your idea. And people need to understand that commitment. Amen. So that's one of the things that my life is embodying, and I'm using my life uh, for, for, the, uh, for the uplifting of the kingdom to be able to say, hey, we come to this world with a power and a gift. And the gift is whatever the Father gave to you. And so for me, again, is to go from now springboard from Los Angeles into the world with a message of empowerment and enlightenment for all of those who who are uh, empowered uh, by my voice. So global is next. You are doing an incredible job, Wes Hall. Uh, I mean, for the people that are tuned in right now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're talking to Wes Hall. Uh, Des Moines uh, native uh, turned Hollywood and uh, he really uh, uh, took a leap of faith moved up the notches and is now doing it all Uh, take us through what you're doing again uh, Wes kind of give it to us you know Bobby you know Bobby as you were speaking I was thinking about something especially for those that um, are believers that are listening right now Sometimes we don't do enough to let God be God. In other words, we have we try to take control of everything. You know, we wait until somebody's there in L.A. or somebody opens the door for us. Sometimes we have to step out on and really step out on faith. It sounds like a cliche, but it's really about stepping out. It's like you can have an idea of what you want to do, but you may not have the power to manifest the idea. So you keep waiting around. No, that's not it. God didn't intend you to do that. He intended for you to leap and then to let. See, he he intends for you to leap and then to let him fill in the blanks. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. So all too often, we want to fill in the blanks before we leap. So, of course, you want to take a, uh, uh, um, you know, an educated leap. You want to put enough things that you can control. You know, you have to control the things that you can control and let God control the things that you can't. Amen. And so what happens is with people like you or people like I, the Father puts us in a space where we've taken the leap and we've let him do his thing. And now we become the embodiment of what faith looks like in a, in a, in a human being. So that's what I continue to do. I continue. They say, let the strongest among you serve. So I continue to serve people, serve my brother, serve the youngest, uh, the, the young men of color here and around the country and have conversations around the country and eventually around the world and just be that embodiment that somebody can see, wow, all things are possible. That's right. Now, Wes, let's talk a little bit about uh, the people here that still remember you. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, we have people in uh, the Polk County Jail listening. You know, we have people mm-hmm. in the institutions uh, that are listening. I want you to kind of give some enlightenment there. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we have Mitchellville, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Newton, places like that with uh, so some really uh, follow, some, some really special followers who are looking to get a message every time they tune in and so I always trying to try to lift them up in faith and uh, situations and directions that they're going through but uh, mm-hmm. what would be your advice uh, coming from a man of God going out to people that are in need of hope that uh, mm-hmm. you've pretty much shared with us that you've experienced? 
Well, you know, I remember my man Dennis Henderson, man, Hindu, when Hindu came out and he began to work with uh, Wayne Ford over the Urban Dreams. And Hindu talked about, man, West. I read your book, man. You are the money when I was in. It gave me the inspiration and empowerment. Wes, you didn't even know when I was down, when I was in darkness, Wes, you didn't know I was reading your words. So I want to tell that anybody in Mitchellville, anybody in the prison system, anybody caught in darkness, let me help you understand something. You know, walking the streets of Des Moines, walking down University, going by Goods Park, up by Drake Park. Sometimes not even having a car when I was younger growing up. You know what I mean? And and, and we were so impoverished. I had like growing up one pair of pants. We were so we were so below poverty that by the time we got to poverty, we was balling. Yes, you know, by the time we got food stamps, we were out of control. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? By the time, by man, the time you, I know we, exactly we had, what you're any, saying. Any the, any, we, any, by the time we had any of the good things, we were out of control. So we were so poor. Mom would put a 50-pound bag of potatoes in the kitchen so we could at least have potatoes to eat. We had every type of potato you could possibly imagine. So what I'm saying to you is this. It doesn't matter what darkness you find yourself in. It doesn't. It doesn't matter how many bars they can't create enough bars, and they can't create enough darkness to trap the human spirit. And the first thing they have to do is break you. And if they can break you, then they can take you. What you have oh. to understand about yourself is you are so powerful as a human force that all you have to do is digest enough powerful, transformative information and believe it in your mind and in your spirit. And you can literally transform around in, in front of the people that are holding you. That's why the slave got free, because when it was time, he had to be free. There is no shackle that can hold you. And when you understand that, you begin the process of seeking information, that you can die just like you eat your meal, like you eat food. Eat those words. Eat, think, and grow rich. Eat, you are the money. Mm-hmm. Understand what these words I'm saying to you. Let these words go into you. Understand who you are. Because as soon as you hear these words, you start to feel something automatically anyway. So the yes, light sir. that you're seeking is not a visual light. It's an internal light that's already there. So all they have to do is understand that light exists. And, and, and people keep on trying to step on that light. And pretty soon, you know, they, they, the darkness is not on the outside. It's, on, it's always on the inside. So you have to transform and reach back to even if it's a little glimmer. Even if it's just a spark, you have to now build on that spark, knowing that spark is there, and then eventually that spark will turn into a flame, and you will find yourself igniting yourself, and then others will be ignited as a result of you, and you'll end up climbing out of your situation. Amen. Hey, you know, I don't think they realize how real, you know, this show is. For the people that are tuned in right now listening, I mean, to hear something like that, you know, that's, uh, you know, it's rhetorical. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's higher up. It's, it's, it's really, you know, real classy and uh, kind of parable-ish a little bit. But for the most mm-hmm. part, it's, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's really clear. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you get out of everything that you put into it. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. opportunity is there for anybody. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, 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 and Bobby, if opportunity is there for anybody wherever you are. It's called a book. A book can allow you to escape where you are at any time. Uh, it's called your mind. Your mind can allow you to escape to anywhere, and it's called your imagination. 
your imagine, you know, Einstein said imagination is your world. It's a preview of things to come. So if your imagination is constantly feeding you all the negative things, you're responsible for changing the channel and then change the channel of your mind to where you see yourself. Even if I wouldn't care if you were a lifer, you could still fulfill your, um, your, your, your duty on earth by serving the others around you. You know what? I don't care if you. You know, you know what? I, I don't mean to, to cut into what you're saying, sure. but I just wanted sure. to tell you, you brought that word up, lifers. And mm-hmm. you wouldn't believe the lifers that I came across in prison that became some of the most trusted guys uh, that mm-hmm. I knew of, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the institution that I was in. Now, uh, mm-hmm. it's it's just really unfortunate that these guys have to spend the rest of their time, the rest of their life in mm-hmm. prison. They've accepted that. But mm-hmm. it, you just, I mean, you went there and it just kind of, it always makes me think. We have mm-hmm. so many people incarcerated mm-hmm. You know, people Mm -hmm. that if you just look at the next state over, okay, a life Mm -hmm. sentence is 25 Mm -hmm. years to life. They do 25 years Mm -hmm. and they're out. Okay, well, Mm -hmm. you know, what should be the difference if they went, you know, seven hours down the Mm -hmm. road and did the exact Mm -hmm. same thing? You know, Mm -hmm. why does that determine another man has to spend the rest of his entire life, you know, in prison? Mm -hmm. Because that state uh, law requires that. I mean, you know, a lot Mm -hmm. of that stuff, it really got into my head. And, you know, because a lot of these lifers, were the ones that helped me start uh, the image program and made it mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. it is today. And so, you know, I always like to go back and pay my respects to them. And so, I don't know, you, you brought that that up and it just, I, I wanted to kind of articulate mm-hmm. how that came across me and, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, what I was kind of visioning at that time. Well, well that's, why, that's why, Bobby, your platform is so important. Because when, um, when you take a look at effectuating change and change in systems, Change in systems are, are brought about through movement and where you can actually move the politician who made, who made the legislation to change it. But you have to have the platform and you have to have the power and you have to have the groundswell of individuals who understand the injustice that you're talking about and talking to our brother Kale and others and really um, helping them with their influence to be able to see, okay, because my, my brother, I know once he sees something, he moves on it. And so, but, but it also is critical that his constituency understands the viability of what you see and, and what is shaping your idea. So what you, you have the platform, you're building it now, but eventually once you build it to the point of power, you see what I mean? Yes, now, you can all of us, now you can all of a sudden move that needle. And we understand that things that were here before can change. Look at the marijuana laws that are collapsing around the country. You know, sure. look at what is happening with um, powder versus cocaine in those spaces. Sure. So it's just really understanding and, the movement and the power. Yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of that is uh, we give credit, you know, to Obama for a lot of those laws that he changed. You know, he doesn't get always the credit that, you know, he probably deserves in a lot of areas. Mm-hmm. But I think overall, you know, we, we cry and we complain about presidents and <laughs> look who we get stuck with right now. You know, so right. we, we yeah. put ourselves in, yeah. these, in these situations is what I'm saying. That, that, that's the point to what I'm saying. And But the people, but see, but see, Bobby, the people have, you know, they're going, some people are challenging the electric college right now because it's not a total representation of we the people. In other words, you can get um, uh, electric, enough electric votes to win where we the people, uh, Trump lost by three million votes. But uh-huh. yet the Electric College vote got him in. So through the three million, we are the people, uh, took a back seat to the Electric College. What it really comes down to in anything where you want to change something, 
is to un- understand the dynamics and the resistance that you're up against and then creating a movement and a groundswell of the people that could overwhelm that and get it to where you want it to go. And you're on your way to doing that. Sure. You know, and that's my language. I can really understand that, uh, you know. I, I can, you know, kind of dissect every word that you're saying. It makes a lot of sense. We're going to go to a quick commercial. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got Wes Hall. Uh, we're going to come back up and uh, just kind of uh, send Wes back out to Los Angeles. We'll be back after these messages. And we're back on 98.3 The Vibe, Robert Pate. And we have a special guest with us, Wes Hall. Wes, are you still with yep. us? Man, I'm still with you. I'm enjoying the conversation, Robert. Okay, great. For those of you that may have just joined us, Wes Hall is in Los Angeles, California. Uh, Started off in Des Moines in his DJing career and just exploded. Now he's doing every single thing that pertains to education and employment uh, moving forward in Los Angeles, California. Now, Wes, so... Some of us in Des Moines uh, may want to know, uh, what do you plan to do? Now, you said we we talked about your plans next, but can you tell us uh, what do you plan to do as it relates to business? Right. Uh, When you take a look at my business platform, my business platform is pretty extensive. Um, It's about multi-market penetration penetrating into other markets. How do you take what you're doing in one market and then mass produce that over markets across the country? Uh, so for me in business, it's really about what is the pl- the immediate position of strength. So my immediate position of strength is here in Los Angeles. So I continue to uh, reach out across L.A., uh, building partnerships. You know, I've got a young man, Kwame Granderson, who's a multimillionaire real estate guru, and he gave us a $5,000 scholarship for our Young Men of Color initiative, and he's also giving our young men a one-year internship. Uh, Young man, 47 years old, African-American brother, he's about it. Uh, Avery Dennison, Fortune 500 company, gave me $5,000 for our young men. So we've got $10,000 now that we're giving away to our young men. Uh, Creating a network system of powerful individuals from Chief Zipperman, the chief of police, to Judge Eric Taylor, a judge in this town, right. uh, Wells Fargo, Chase National Bank, just creating networks and partnerships. Yes, sir. And then I just I just met with the My Brother's Keeper Initiative in Las Vegas. We're doing some powerful work with the mayor's office and et cetera. So in terms of business, man, it's just constantly building the platform, constantly building the partnerships, the pathways and resources that make the whole thing work and then branching out across the country, like I said, and eventually around the world. You know, Wes, this has been such a pleasure to have you on the Image Show. I mean, we've had a lot of guests and like I say, uh, we've had some famous people on the show. But, you know, I think that there was more to give Uh, from this show for the listeners out there this morning. And so uh, I just want to say thank you for that. Uh, You know, you were kind of uh, uh, the doctor senior of the show. I mean, you know, you were one of those guys that, uh, you know, I always could go to for advice. And so, uh, you know, I appreciate that. I appreciate you being who you are, always uh, letting me in when, you know, I couldn't get into clubs at a young age when I was uh, 19, 20 or something like that. <laughs> you know, it, it was it was nice, man. The love that you showed. So, uh, you know, we want to say so long, but we also want to ask that you come back and visit us, man, at least once a month. You think yeah, you, could, yeah. you think you could do that, Wes? 
Yeah, just 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 let me know uh, when, when the door is open. I'll definitely come and hang out. And I really want to learn more about what you're doing in the prison system. That is near and dear to my heart. Those brothers who are under my voice right now, I just want you, man, to keep uh, keep hope alive. You heard it as a cliche, but nevertheless, man, it's what we need. And those stories that those brothers house are the way out for us as a community because they know what not to do by what they did and now what to do in terms of make dreams come true. So anytime uh, I can help or anytime you have an opening, just give me a holler, man. I'll stop through. Yeah, and we're going to have uh, Beth Skinner. She'll be on the air. She was supposed to come in uh, sometime this week, but it looks like we had to reschedule for possibly around the first middle part of April. And Beth Skinner is an employee for the DOC, and she uh, deals with, like, the risk assessments and things like that. So, Wes, uh, what we normally do on the show is we'll say a prayer for those that are incarcerated, for those that are waiting on appeals, uh, for those that are, you know, waiting on uh, court hearings, reconsiderations, whatever it may be, you know, those that are incarcerated right now and that are listening and tuned in. Uh, Wes, could you close us out in a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, this is the day that you knew would come. This is the day that you knew those who would be listening. And Father, you moved their spirit to this radio show today that they might hear this word. Father, we ask that you be so kind right now as to reach down behind the walls and to let the walls know they're not thick enough, to let the bars know they're not thick enough, to let those that are housed in there go beyond the physical and uh, let their spirit man be touched right now. And Father, if they were to close their eyes just for a moment, you would come in and visit with them right now. You would let them know that they are not lost. No, they are found. They never were lost. They aren't behind the bars. They think they are as much as they are in a situation that you have designed for their empowerment and uplifting. We are always right where you have us to be, Father. And you are our strong power that we run into when we are afraid, when we are lost, when we are down, we are in darkness. And you're always asking us the question, Father, where art thou? So it is in this moment that we look to you. We stand still. We be still. We carry. We honor your majesty, Father, because you are great and you are worthy of our praise. And that we reach down to our brothers and extend a hand right now that they might reach up to that hand, understanding that they may be in darkness and in trouble and lost and down and full of doubt, worry and fear. But you are God. You are powerful. You are majestic. You are all we need. You are ours, and we are yours. And it is you that we fall on our knees and beg. When you say we don't even have to, but what we ask, and if we would repent and atone, that you would again be our God. So to all those that are listening, Father, if you'd be so kind to shine light on them right now, we love you. Thank you for this moment, Father. In Jesus' glorious name we pray. Amen. 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 And thank you so much, Wes. For those of you listening out there, uh, we love you. It's Wes Hall. Ladies and gentlemen, The Image Show. Today is Sunday, March 24th, and we will see you next week on The Image Show.